What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti Up, brought to you by Fantasy Alarm here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, uh, of course, is Adam Ronis. Uh, Adam, draft season abound. It is all over the place here. Uh, you got to, uh, you hosted uh, Fantasy Alarm with me uh, earlier in the day. We're recording this, obviously, Monday night. Uh, and then I jumped off the uh, the show and I immediately headfirst into a draft. And I got to tell you, you know, the, you know, the conversation that we had here last night uh, on yesterday's podcast about uh, common mistakes we see in drafts. Um, I, I again, we talked about it earlier today. I got it firsthand, man. I got it firsthand um, with people taking defenses. I swear, in uh, in like round nine. Yeah, I mean, it does happen more often in like home league drafts or non-industry drafts. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is some people feel like, oh, the number one defense is on the board and it's going to be in my starting lineup. And they look at what they have and they go, well, this guy's going to be on my bench. And they're not thinking long term as far as injuries, bye weeks and bad matchups and We've we've seen this numerous times over the years. We go in with a consensus number one defense, and they never live up to expectations. It rarely happens. And then we go through the season, and a lot of people, I know I have, I'm had success streaming defenses. Of course, there's going to be a week or two where you know it doesn't work out, but uh, there's so many variables that go into a defense. Uh, but I just think that. People just cannot be disciplined. They look at it and they go, well, this is my starting lineup spot. A lot of times you're not even going to keep the same defense for the entire year either. I mean, maybe you get fortunate and pick up a uh, Jacksonville from a couple years ago and they're just so good. The Bears recently, but there's not many of those anymore. And you could just go back and look at the weekly rankings for defense last year, and it's all over the place. You know, one week the Chiefs are top five, the next week they're bottom five, and it happens a lot. So in most leagues, most people are not going to own two defenses. So that's only 12 being rostered. That's plenty of options to choose from on any given week. Yeah, you know what I think it is? I mean, it's not so much, um, you know, to me it's not so much – that they, you know, they look at it and they're like, ah, oh, it's the number one defense. It's my starting lineup. I mean, it is partially that. I think also it's really kind of funny that there are a lot of people who, as they're drafting, and and I'll I'll throw my wife under the bus, and when she listens to this, she's gonna be all pissed off at me. But nevertheless, you know, she's sitting there and she's like, yeah, I've got you know three running backs and three wide receivers right now. I feel like I'm going to, you know, I need to take a, you know, I need to take my quarterback, don't I? Or I need to take my tight end, don't I? Like, like it's not of that mindset of, you know, taking best of player available, loading up and building your bench still because you can wait on quarterback and tight end. I think that a lot of people, like you said, you know, it's, it's my starting lineup and they feel like they need to draft those players first before they build their depth. And I think that's, one of the things, you know, when we talked yesterday's podcast about common mistakes we see, I think that's definitely something that needs to be uh, brought up and addressed. Yeah, and I think it's it's discipline as well. You know, if you're in a league and you see everyone taking quarterbacks, you start to get the feeling, oh, no, I need to get one now. I'm not going to have a quarterback left when 
we know that there's a lot of debt, but sometimes the casual player doesn't see that way. Uh, they see, oh, I don't want this guy to be my starting quarterback. And in some leagues, people will take their second quarterback kind of early too. And then that could spur another run. And it's something that I have to deal with in a league. Uh, my friend's old job and they still allow us to be in it. And, you know, we both want to wait on quarterback. And last year, like teams took their second quarterback before we had one. And I was like, all right, well, I guess now we should jump in because all these teams are going to take back quarterbacks. And even some of them took three because it's 18 roster spots. Right. So you know how it goes towards the end. They're like, they don't know anyone. They don't know the players. Like, well, this guy's a starting quarterback. I might as well take him and, and take a third quarterback. So there's a, a lot of different people playing in a lot of different mentalities. And, you know, that's part of knowing your league and understanding where the runs are going to start, uh, where some teams are going to take that backup quarterback quickly. Because, yeah, there's still depth at the quarterback, even if someone does take that second quarterback before you take your first, you should still be fine. There's right. plenty of options out there, but you don't want to get caught in a spot where you're looking at, uh, you know, some scrub as your starting quarterback. <laughs> the old Cam Newton or Gardner Minshew. You waited too long and that's what you got hit with. I mean, it's not, I mean, those are not the worst options. It's not ideal, but I, I was thinking more even lower than that. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, we're all bullish on Brian Edwards. If we're bullish on Brian Edwards and Darren Waller, well, who's throwing him the passes? I'm well, kidding. I think Derek I, I trash. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've horrible. never been a fan. He's definitely horrible. Um, an, another thing that we talked about also, which is kind of funny, is uh, uh, knowing the draft software and knowing where the players are. Like, you know, went from an ESPN draft to uh, a draft on RT Sports. And, and you would have think that you, you would have thought that, like, I shot my wife that she was like flipped out so much. I couldn't believe it. Where's this guy? Where's that guy? I took this guy yesterday. These rankings are all messed up. And I was like, um, hon, I've been on the air for the last two hours. Um, what were you doing? Were you were you looking? Did you pop into the draft room a little early, maybe? And. You know, take a look at the the player rankings again. Ah, oh, man. I, you know, are we just like, do we take this this shit for granted sometimes? Like that that we just assume that people will, like if we tell people do it, this is this is just the smart move to do that they're gonna do it. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of different platforms, and you gotta. You know, just because you're used to playing on ESPN and now you have one on a different platform like RT Sports, you know, go in there and check it out. And you don't even have to do it days before. You can do it a few hours before the draft. But at some point, go in there and go through it. Like some of your targets at the end of the draft that maybe just popped up over the last. You brought up Brian Edwards. I mean, I, I don't even know where he's ranked in some of the software. So I would do a search. Be like, where is he? Oh, wow. He's way lower than I thought. And then some other guys as well, you know, uh, uh, Ozigbo and, you know, Armstead, you know, do a Ozigbo. search. Where are they? <laughs> and, you know, you're going to be surprised. Sometimes they're like 500, 600, 700. You just don't go by the ADP or the ranks in front of you because there's going to be plenty of players missing. And the one thing that you do not want to happen in a draft 
It's just sit there, be there around 10 or 11. It's going good. And then all of a sudden someone drafts a player and you're like, oh, shoot. I didn't know he was there. Damn it. I would have taken him in the last round. You don't want to have that feeling. So whatever you have to do, as I mentioned, you know, for me, I print out my rankings and I cross names off a list with a pen. Some people use software, whatever is comfortable for you. I am still old school pen and pad, man. I have it all right in front of me. Uh, you know, a couple sheets uh, ranked by running back, receiver, quarterback, tight end. As picks are made, cross them off the list. And this way, I have it right in front of me. So I could just type it in. You know, I don't even need to. I mean, it's good to put them in the queue in case something happens and you have an asshole commissioner who doesn't stop the clock. I can say that because I was the good commissioner on Saturday. That stopped the <laughs> clock numerous times. And then someone emailed me, hey, just curious. Why did you back out picks and stop the clock so much? I said, one person had issues with his connection and the others didn't want that pick. So I backed it out and gave it to them. You know, why not? I'm not going to be an ass about it. But, you know, if you have, you know, something in front of you and, you know, you're going through the ranks and you're like, oh, where is this guy? All you got to do is go to the search, type him in, boom. And then you'll see, oh, yeah, he's ranked uh, 1,246. Okay. No one's going to see him. Oh, yeah. it's. <laughs> see, I don't know if you could do this. My friend was like, uh, he's like, we should shut off the ranks, the ADP ranks in the draft room. So, like, you know, nothing's in front of him. I'm cool with that. Like, I don't think. That should be done to help people because it influences people. So say someone didn't really prep for it the last minute and he's sitting there. He doesn't know who to take. And like the top guy on the thing is DJ Chark. And he goes, oh, I didn't even realize he's that good. Well, he's top of the queue. I don't know who else. To- All right, I'll take DJ Chark. I mean, you know, I-, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm cool. I didn't know. I didn't know how to do it. I would have done it. Just alphabetical list no adp no ranks why help people for make them work for it right i mean you, I, right? You know don't you agree i i did well because you know the funny thing is is because yeah when you look at when you're looking at uh at adp ranks um you know in a uh in a in a room the problem is is that you know what where where's the adp coming from like it's usually it comes from you know that that site's adp um from mock drafts that they've run uh, and things that we've seen. So, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, if a site doesn't have clean mock drafts and there's a lot of auto picking going on, then then the ADP ranks that you're looking at in the draft room are, are you know, they're just an example of, of default rankings for that site. I mean, it's so, yeah, I mean, listen, if you if, if we could shut off the ADP so that people would actually like have to know the players and know where they're supposed to be taking them. I mean, I think that would be a lot more challenging. I think it would be, uh, I think it would be great. I think uh, Joe Everyman and Bob from accounting would think that it sucks. Oh, of course. I mean, (laughs) then again, though, I think you tell me what you see when we do drafts in person, almost everyone has sheets in front of them Mm -hmm. or, or software. So it's not an issue. I think it's when, uh, I mean, I don't know how people draft online from home because obviously I can't see. I only know what I do. And like I said, I print out my rankings cross off. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll print for tomorrow's draft. I will or Tuesday nights. I will, you know, wait till the last second, make sure my rankings are updated. Boom, print it out, cross names off. It's just what works best for me. And everyone has something different. 
Sure. Uh, I mean, do you, is that what you do or do you just go and go, ah, I know every, I know where players are. I know the software. I'm just going to wing it. Like, what do you do? Um, no, what I'll usually do is I'll just print out a copy of the cheat sheet. I make the cheat sheet over at fantasy alarm. And then, yeah, I just sit there with a piece with a pen and just cross off names as they're coming off the board. Uh, so that I can just kind of, I look, um, I rarely do. I really like sift through the, the rankings on the site. Uh, I mean, unless I get to the draft room about 15 minutes early and then I'll sift through those draft rankings and then I'll just move guys into the queue. Uh, who I know are super low that I just want to keep fresh in my mind. And then maybe I'll just blind, you know, blindly draft off of that, not cross off the names of the players. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard when, you know, you, you're like 22 drafts into a season right now. And, you know, to, to sit there and just keep printing out and keep scratching them. Up. You know, at some point, you know, you're like, I, I know who the players are. I know where I take them. Usually I know other guys in that, in that range, in that tier. So, Maybe I, you know, there are a number of drafts that I do where I don't have the cheat sheet in front of me. But for the most part, um, like for tomorrow night, I'll have the cheat sheet printed out, sitting right in front of me, uh, and I'll cross it off. This draft that I did tonight, um, I did not. I just kind of went blind because I, you know, didn't have time to print out a copy for myself after the show in, in order to get into the room. Did you um, miss anything because of it or no? No. Okay. No, That's I mean, good. you know, I've done enough mocks on RT Sports also that I know where everybody is usually on that. You know, it's like usually it's like that random draft on Yahoo or that random draft on ESPN. That's what I know that I have to like make sure that I have my printed sheet uh, and then just kind of go through it like that. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, again, like you said, everybody's got their own system. Everybody's got the way they do it. You know, I have to be usually, you know, more often than not, I have to be like sitting in my, you know, in my, in, in the shed in front of my computer. I've got the draft on one monitor. I've got the draft board on the other so I can see how everything's playing out. Got to have a fish show on from start to finish, uh, you know, and, and do my, you know, do my thing that way. Yeah. Look, I think everyone has something that works for them. And just because Howard tells you to do it this way, I tell you to do it that way, it might not work for you. You just need to find out what is comfortable for you that will allow you to excel and have a smooth draft because you don't want to be sitting there saying, oh, I didn't know he was there. I didn't, I can't believe I missed him. I really wanted him. Oh, how did I forget him? No, that's the worst thing in the world. So we're trying to prevent that from happening. We are definitely trying to prevent that from happening. No doubt about it. Now, in the realm of uh, the what went down in uh, in news in the NFL today, uh, Leonard Fournette gets released by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then we hear that Alvin Kamara uh, has been out of camp because of a holdout. That uh, it's a contract dispute right now. So you know, great that I was like, okay, so this news broke today. So it's always a great way to like look in a draft and see where people, you know, who's falling where. So like Kamara fell to, he only fell to, to seven in the, uh, in the draft. First five picks went McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Cook, Henry, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara went there. So, so far, no fear. Here's the interesting stuff. Uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, round seven. Uh, you know, obviously they think that he is going to, land somewhere else. Leonard Fournette round seven 
Rykel Armstead, round five. Chris Thompson, from yours truly, round 10. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather take the cheaper guy. I mean, round 10, even if it doesn't work out, it's not going to crush you. And we at least know early in the year he's going to play a role. He's familiar with Gruden. They've been talked, they've been using him a lot in red zone drills, in training camp. Health is definitely a major factor, but he's going to play a role early on the season. I cannot take Armstead in round five. I cannot believe that, man. I mean, believe there's it. no way. I, I can't <laughs> do it. I mean, that. Uh, and Fournette, you said round seven? Fournette was round seven. Middle of round seven. Well, you know, five picks into round seven. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, Reichel Armstead was the second to last pick in uh, in round five. Yeah, I can't I can't do that either. Round five, that there's just there's no value there. There's no value. I mean, he has to has to win that starting job outright. And then and then ball out too in, in order to end up doing that. I felt, you know, you know, dirty taking Thompson in the tenth, but I was like, you know what? Dude is gonna get the pass catching work. Yeah, he is in a full point PPR again, uh, especially early in the year. There's going to be some weeks where he really comes through for you with double. We saw last year with Washington. I mean, he is older. He's like 30, and injuries have definitely been a problem throughout his career. But uh, you kind of look at it as, all right, well, hopefully I can get several good weeks out of him, and maybe he surprises and stays healthy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So for everybody out there, because I know we talked about this earlier on Sirius, but uh, Raquel Armstead, you know, where – where 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 is where is he at, at presenting at a decent value for you? Like that you would be like, all right, you know what? He fell here. Now I'll take him. Probably eighth, ninth round okay. for me. Okay. What about um? What about uh? Chris Thompson. Tenth, eleventh round. Okay, similar there. Ozigbo. Thirteenth, fourteenth round. Yeah. Okay. So you and I were in lockstep on that one there. What about uh what about Camara? Um you know, are you are you afraid to take him uh in that first half of the first round where he's going? And then obviously there, Latavius Murray went in the sixth round of this draft. To the Kamara owner? No, not to the oh, Kamara wow. owner. Wow. Right? Yeah, I thought it was a it was a very interesting pick. The Kamara owner, um, yeah, in round six was uh, was busy taking Russell Wilson. Oh my goodness! Huh? Yeah, I mean round six though, I wouldn't have expected Murray to go in the sixth round. Uh, that was surprising. Uh, as far as Kamara, I've left him at four for now. But I mean, I saw a report that basically said that they're. They're hoping to work out a contract, or that was the indication. So they were saying, don't panic. This could get done before the start of the year. But there is a lot of unknowns, and we're dealing with Joe Mixon. Same thing with the migraines, reportedly, and we know contracts are an issue for him. So it depends. If you're that conservative owner and you don't want to take any risks, you're going to pass on them. If you're one that's willing to take chances and believe that He'll be back, and it's not a big deal. You'll take him, and then you'll look to get Latavius Murray. Uh, not sixth round. I would think eighth uh, would be more feasible. I, I mean, I did the, we did that draft on that sleeper app, and uh, I did take 
Kamar. No, was that the draft? Oh, no, it was the host league. Sorry, there's so many drafts. Sirius XM hosting, <laughs> which you were also in. I took Kamara at four, and this was like a week ago. Right. And I took Latavius Murray in round nine. So I thought that that's more reasonable. But obviously with the news out, there's going to be someone who probably pushes Murray up, as you saw tonight in yours in the six. But I, I'm going to be honest. I'm really not sure. And you know what? We're going to find out tomorrow or Tuesday night. You know why? Why? I have I have picked four. You have picked four. Oh, you have picked four in the GST league. Yes. Ah, okay. I, I got I settled really, with pick eight, dude. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. Like, part of me says just take Kamara, but... Dalvin Cook. <sighs> so... Either way, I'm going to have to try and get that handcuff earlier than I want, right? Yes, no doubt. No doubt. All right, so 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 my... My draft was uh, it was t- two conferences, so it's two separate twelve teamers, just like the GST league that you have set up there. Um, over in the other conference, Camara, uh, sixth overall. Um, no fear there. Um, Rykel Armstead, round six, third to last pick of round six. Um, who Latavius Murray round eight. That seems a little bit more normal than what yeah, you were talking yeah. about. It, did it go to the Kamara owner? Uh, it did not. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. I know. I know. Um, let's see. Chris Thompson here in round nine. And anybody took some, somebody had to have taken Fournette. I mean, how do you, how do you, where, where are you taking Leonard Fournette, Adam? Like at oh, what point boy. do you say? At what point do you say? You know what? Time of COVID. Somebody's gonna sign this dude. Um, I'll take him. Ah, ninth, tenth round. I'm probably out. I think there's gonna be someone who's more aggressive on him than me. I mean, because what if he lands in a terrible spot? <laughs> could it be? Could, could you? Can, can you pick a spot worse than Jacksonville? Uh, yes. Where there's you know another established back there where he doesn't get much time. Um, no, see that's the thing is that yeah there there is no other spot I don't I don't see. I mean, yeah I just I I don't see who would pony up to do it except for I mean potential landing spots. People are talking Chicago uh, because of Montgomery, but Montgomery's only you know out for a, a week probably. Well, maybe, that's what they tell us, right? Maybe right? two. Yeah. Right. So so okay. I mean, they, so, you know what? They haven't brought anyone in yet. So that usually that's the indicator too. And that was the same thing with Miles Sanders. Like we're sitting there, we're like, okay, if they thought this was seriously, that's the other thing. You have to remember now, teams are not taking any chance. They've had, I think, 14 days of contact here. They're not taking any chance. They want to have guys ready for week one. If there's any hint of soreness or they're going to have him sit out. Why are you going to risk a guy getting hurt? Right. Not even in the preseason and training camp. You want to have the, you don't want a situation like Jalen Rager right now with Philly, where now he's got to miss games or Mike Williams, who's going to miss games. Uh, we think these other guys are not going to miss games or maybe one game, but these teams are just going to take it very cautious and not even force these guys on the field if they don't need to. No, I mean, listen, I, I think in a time like this, you know, obviously 
you know, I mean, it's been a fight for years to lose at least one preseason game, maybe lose all the preseason games. You know, nobody wants it. I, I remember, what was it, when Andy Reid was with the Eagles? Uh, and and he lost like all these guys in like the final preseason game. He was like, I'm never, I'm never playing my guys in a in a meaningless preseason game again. Never playing my starters. I mean, I remember when that happened. It was uh, it was crazy, crazy. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. See, that's the thing. Like Devonta Freeman. Like, how does this dude not have a job yet? So I I could see the hesitancy to taking Fournette because it's like really who's you know who's who's looking for a who's looking for a guy who's going to pay that kind of money and uh you know to have him kind of basically just split in time it's not good it's definitely not good although i told you deep down i, I really want to see him sign with Kansas City uh that means you have no Edwards Hilaire is what i'm guessing right um, i actually do have one share of Edwards Hilaire that's right Hilaire. you did do a draft and i remember i was like wait a second you told me he's not a first round pick and then you took him in the first round right 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 that was the um the the garage the guys one that we did yeah the on the sleeper app draft yeah yeah exactly so i've got one share of him there but i mean listen i <laughs> <laughs> to ruin one of my fantasy, and it, you know, it's never going to ruin my fantasy team. You know, I've got, you know, I, I have Fournette in like the FSGA league. I have him in uh, one of the host leagues uh, for Sirius XM. And, you know, I got this one dude who's like trolling me about, it. I'm like, this is not making or breaking my season. You don't think I've like won leagues having like lost my first round draft choice. Come on. Yeah. Is- I say it all the time. David Johnson was my first round pick last year in Razbol. I finished in the top five overall. Yeah, I mean, you know, like people get crazy over stuff like that. So, but, you know, because it's Edward Tolera and because the helium was just so intense and so fast, so quick, uh, I've got like this sick, perverse side of me, Adam, that just wants to like, you know, screw everybody over. Yeah, I actually don't have much Edward Tolera ever since the news. I haven't been able to get him. I did get him on a couple early best balls. I know one of them in round two. So it really wouldn't crush me, but I am kind of excited to see what he can do. But uh, I really don't have much of him just because of where I picked. Who knows? Maybe I'll take him four. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if it's not Dalvin Cook, I don't know what to do with you. What, so now you're good with Dalvin Cook? I've always you been good with fun? Dalvin Cook. Well, Dalvin... no, I'm saying you're not worried about a contract with him, but with Mixon and Kamara, you are? Uh, I'm not really that worried about Mixon. I mean, I, I don't like the fact that he's sitting out right now with the migraines because that's just something that you can't prove. And, you know, right. you know so that that I don't mind. But, like, Dalvin Cook said specifically, he's like, listen, I'm, I'm not having these – conversations right now i have to get ready for week one so he's in camp he's been in camp the entire time um you know he says that it got blown up in the media and uh and and he's ready to go so you know and the beautiful thing also though is that any any place i have dalvin cook i i grab madison I always grab Madison, and I'll tell you, because I invest in the system. I love Dalvin Cook as a running back. Um, if he were in a crap system, though, I don't know if I would love him as much, but I love the Minnesota ground game so much that I just I make sure that I lock that down when I can. So it's Dalvin Cook, and it's always Alex Madison, um, who I seem to get in like the ninth and 10th round. People just kind of leave him there for me. 
Yeah, I was able to also get Madison with Cook in that uh, garage guys draft that we were talking about because I think I had fifth pick. So, yeah, I was able to get Madison, I believe, in round nine. I love it. I love it. I do. I do, I do, I do. Um, all right, so there you go. A little uh, little news here. A little Alvin Kamara, a little Leonard Fournette. We'll have to see uh, where uh, where this trip takes us. But like Adam and I will be back uh, tomorrow to wrap up and talk about our uh, our GST drafts. We're in opposite conferences, so again, you're going to get a look at two different draft boards. Even though CBS doesn't do draft boards, I don't understand that one for the life of me. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But nevertheless. No draft boards to look at, but, you know, we'll actually be able to sit and talk about uh, that draft also. Um, before we uh, switch over to uh, Adam's thoughts on the NBA, uh, let me remind you guys that we are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. They are a kick-ass DFS site. You need to be playing on Monkey Knife Fight. Play against me. Play against Adam. Play against the FA Nation. Fantasy Alarm family. We're all over there. So, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, and this is why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, big thanks to Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, always a great group of people. Always a great group of people. All right, so Adam, let's uh, let's just talk a quick NBA um, right now. Only two games tomorrow. We're sitting here right now. Houston and, and Oklahoma City are currently uh, 65-62. Uh, so we'll have to see about you know how that game finishes it up tomorrow. We've got Celtics Raptors. We've got Jazz Nuggets. That Jazz. I'm excited for that Jazz Nuggets game. Uh, Nuggets minus one. Uh, the money line says it all. It's minus 105 for U- for Utah. It's minus 114 for Denver. Uh, total coin flip on this one. Does your gut say something different, Adam? Yeah, I mean, this has obviously been a, a really good series. Tight. The Jazz had the 3-1 lead, and it looked like the Jazz pretty much in the first four games were the better team. Even the game one they lost went to overtime. Uh, but Denver has responded in a big way. I thought going into this series, Denver was the better team. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Denver. Uh, it's it's going to – I think it's going to be close. I mean, Jamal Murray is just absolutely balling right now. 50, 42, and 50 in the last three games. And Donovan Mitchell 
has been crushing it for Utah. So, uh, you know, Mike Conley didn't even play in the first few games. So uh, I lean to Denver in this game, and I would expect Nikola Jokic to, to, to have a big game for them. So it is close, as the spread indicates, uh, but I'm going to go with Denver. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, all right, and then what about uh, what you call it? Um, Boston against Toronto. I just lost the page. Uh, Boston against Toronto. Uh, Toronto favored by a point and a half. Over under two seventeen and a half. Money line. Toronto minus twenty. Boston plus one hundred two. I love Toronto in this game. I think they bounce back in a big way. Everything went right for Boston in game one. Uh, Pascal Siakam had some early foul trouble as well, and Toronto just shot the ball poorly. So uh, uh, it was kind of a bad first quarter. After that, it was you know not that much of a disparity, uh, but you know they had a twenty point lead early in this game. So uh, I don't think Boston shoots as well. Toronto was twenty five percent from three point range. So I don't think that continues. I expected this to be a long series, six, seven games. So I'm going with Toronto. Right on. Going with Toronto, going with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, As always, if you listen to this pod before tip-off, always check over at wageralarm.com. Make sure that, you know, Adam hasn't changed his mind. Should I just stick with the podcast predictions? Because they work better. Because I had, well, no, because what did I say? I said Miami would cover, right? Mm-hmm. Five and a half. They won outright, yeah. but I didn't write it up. I wrote up the thunder, but at the same time, I did say Houston on the podcast yesterday. Then I looked into things and I said, you know what? I think the thunder show up. Teams that get blown out usually farewell in the next game against the spread. Uh, so, I mean, we'll find out. Uh but yeah, that's why sometimes you know I I do some more digging, look some things up and trends and everything. Uh, but I did say Milwaukee in the podcast. I just didn't write it up. Milwaukee's one of those teams that's very hard to bet against, uh, at least for me most of the year. But they don't look the same in the bubble. And I like this Miami team. Jimmy Butler was phenomenal tonight. Forty points, a career high in the playoffs, and taking big shot after big shot down the stretch. Uh, and the way. Miami is built, they can hit threes. See, Milwaukee is a team, they protect the rim well. They let you shoot threes. And if you're going to let Miami do that, and they have those shooters, Duncan Robinson, Hero, Dragic, who's played well, uh, they're going to beat you. And Giannis had 12 shots from the field. Like, how is that possible? And Milwaukee shot 50% from the free throw line. Giannis is not a good free throw shooter. That's one aspect of his game he's going to have to improve because you're going to get fouled late in the game in the playoffs. And if you're missing those free throws, it's a problem. Miami, I think, was 92% from three-point range. So um, not not time to panic, but I do think the Heat can beat the Bucs in this series. I think they can win it. I'm not saying they will. I'm still – I expect the Bucs to bounce back. But I would not be surprised if Miami wins this series. Oh, I love it. You heard it here, right here. Annie up. Adam Ronis. Could the Heat do it? Well, we'll just have to sit and watch, and we'll enjoy it. Uh, while we do that's going to do it for us here tonight at the Annie up podcast uh, big thanks of course uh, to our friends here at the sawdust podcast network monkey knife fight fantasy alarm shannon blunt uh, the whole gang uh, always a pleasure to get a chance to sit down with adam ronis and uh, we'll just uh, we'll catch you next time